two, Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Hope you're well. You know what I did during the break? I inquired about booking a flight to Hawaii. Why? Just a dream. <laughs> I did. I was like, let's see what we can do here. All right. When you going? Maybe May. Okay. How much is it? If you go Alaskan Airlines out of uh, Tampa, you can get a flight round trip for a singular person for uh, pretty cheap, buddy. Less than 500 bucks. Whoa, that is cheap. Mm -hmm. Just you? That was the dream. (laughs) Then why a round trip if we're dreaming? (laughs) I'm just going to be there, right? That's it. That's all, folks. And then he flew to Hawaii. We don't know. We've never said that's it. There are rumors he grew out what remaining hair he had and got fat. Some I, saw him <laughs> drinking with June Jones one day. <laughs> Jordan Spieth, your leader early at the Genesis Invitational. There, there goes my go. interest level. There you go. No, no, it's actually really, hey, Scotty Scheffler, Colin Morikawa, Sergio Garcia, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, Cam Smith. Yeah, all right there. Gotta love the surge. Still every once in a while. Every once in a great while. You know, it's interesting. He'll be a candidate for that Saudi-backed tour, the blood money tour, uh, that uh, has stirred up controversy as uh, some players are interested in the massive, alleged massive paychecks that they would receive uh, if they were to jettison the PGA Tour. It's actually a really interesting story because of the sports washing, as it's known. Uh, Not whitewashing, but sports washing, that it's known. Uh, That's what they do with the blood money. Um, is they they try to, hey, look over here, look over here. We're investing in sports. Everybody loves sports. Look at this. Yeah. But that said, uh, you're noticing a trend, or at least I am. The older players who have no shot to add to their legacy in truth are intrigued by said blood money tour. So see Adam Scott yesterday mentioning that maybe he would be interested. And I'm like, I love that the next answer or question I should say posed to him was, some people would take issue with how the money was raised. What do you say to that, Adam? It was great. that You go from, well, you know, I'm really interested. Obviously, uh, it's a lifestyle decision at this stage of my career. And now you got to answer a real question. Now you got to answer a real question. So he dodged it, uh, as one would, if they were concerned. my ancestors were kicked to this island because we were criminals anyway. What the hell do I care? That would have been an excellent answer. Mm. He did a good (laughs) job of saying... Well, it's a very complicated issue, so I don't think we have time. So, okay. All right. It is a complicated issue. I'll agree with you there. Very complicated. It's also pretty straightforward. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> instead of six degrees of separation, it's maybe one or two. Yeah. Now, you can make a Michael Clayton-esque argument that there's sports washing that goes on in every country. You could. But that would you be the could. six degrees, yeah, it would not be the one much. to two degrees. Oh, man. Way to bring up Michael Clayton. One of my five favorite films ever. Great film. Bad football player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, well, outside of his rookie year. Yeah. He had one great good rookie year. year and then got really slow out of nowhere. You know, the day that we got Kelvin Benjamin, Jimbo said in the recruiting room that he'd be better than anybody ever coached, including Michael Clayton. And the best of Kelvin Benjamin was just that. But it was short-lived. That is a... Because that was high praise. In the moment, Michael Clayton was just recently, you know, decorated as an offensive freak. Yeah, the, um, the thing I would note is that... Uh, 
it's so funny. We're hyper-focused right now on receivers at Florida State, and it seems high time that we get somebody to emerge not only to win some one-on-one battles this year to help us win games and help Jordan Travis take the next step and this offense to emerge and be uh, more varied than it's been in the past, uh, but also just because it's inexcusable that we're not gazing upon the NFL and seeing five, six, seven wide receivers from Florida State in the league. Like, why don't we see? It's Florida State. Damn it, man. Used to be. Just get me some. We got to find it. Well, when was the period of time in history where there were five or six receivers in Florida State? No, it should always be that we're on the on the verge of that. Of like, okay, this guy's going to the league. This guy's going to the league. They don't go. They don't have to go on to have great careers. It's a hard business, man. It's hard to do. But there ought to be guys that you think are candidates. Uh, year in and year out these days, we don't have a soul. Okay, so here's a fun question for you as it relates to the receivers. Are you more worried about, for the success of the offense, the receiver position or the tackle position? Which one do you think is I'm more, more cons- in doubt? I Well, listen, the upgrades needed at both positions uh, are self-evident. But we have had nothing at wide receiver. Nothing. I think we have burgeoning candidates to be average on the offensive line at tackle. We we hope we have somebody to be average at wide receiver. That's hence the reason you went out in the portal and got the guys that you did. And I do think that you instantly upgraded in terms of productivity. I mean, you got a guy who's done it, as we talked about. Um, but, man, it's got to happen. We've got to see that step forward. That has to happen. Yeah, but isn't it funny that we're at that place now? Like, quietly, we arrived there. Because, you know, implied in my question was I'm leaving the interior of the offensive line alone because that certainly wouldn't be in the conversation. That's a, a deviation from where we've been the last handful of years. The only reason it's not is because we went out and got a center. Right. It's two transfers that, that largely produced this thing, but you've got a couple of young players that you like. There's going to be a competition for the other guard job, like a real competition for a job on the offensive line. And the loser of that competition is not going to be terrible. Wow. That is correct. What an amazing place to be. Yeah, it is. Um, we mentioned it last hour. Somebody brought it up again, uh, but Jaden Daniels did enter the transfer portal. Um, California kid played at Arizona State. Really, really slender kid. Has to gain some weight with the quickness, but is a legitimate run threat and uh, would be the kind of guy to back up Jordan Travis if you brought him in. Um, is he too big a threat for the starting job? Would they feel uneasy bringing him in because of the message that they believe it would be sending to Jordan Travis? Also, yeah. I think you can argue that's true. It would be. Yes, for you know the reason that he has played as much as he has, and also it's Arizona State, and you know it had to be Arizona. He couldn't be from you know the Midwest, considering this staff's ties to the state of Arizona. It just that, that would add to the optics of it because um, we dip into that state all the damn time. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be fascinating uh, to see what he does. Um, obviously, he he's been at Arizona State, and um, it was interesting to me that they were rumored to be going after at the time Spencer Rattler when he was transferring from Oklahoma, but Herm Edwards was said to have sat down with Jaden Daniels and then decided to eschew pursuit of Spencer Rattler because of the conversation they had. And now today we learn that Jaden Daniels is like, yeah, no. I'm out of here. That's pretty funny. It is. <laughs> that program's in trouble, too. 
right? Uh, Very much so. Isn't there supposed to be something coming down? Or is that just like you get a notice of allegations and nothing ever happens these days? Uh, it would appear that way. We don't see the uh, NCAA come crashing down upon the heads of those that transgress. You don't see it often. It's the reason that I have been an advocate for cheating uh, in the worst way, that I think we ought to go out of our way to cheat and cheat well. Uh, and get back. I just want to expedite the process, Tom. That's all it is. I'd like to uh, move it along. We have uh, wallowed in purgatory long enough. It's time to matter again. I would like for there to be conversations that center around illegalities. I would like the people to say, you know, I think Florida State's cheating. I mean, look at what's going on at Florida State. They went from ass sorry to very good very quickly. What is happening at Florida State? I, I want those kinds of conversations to happen, even if it's not true. Even if it's not true, I just want those conversations to occur. Right, so you want a headline like this. Dateline August 23, 2021 from the ArizonaSports.com website. Herm Edwards shrugs off David Shaw's criticism of ASU recruiting scandal. Like, you'd be okay with a headline saying, Mike Norvell shakes off... Whoever. Mario Cristobal's criticism of FSU recruiting scandal. Mm. Yes. I want to have to come on the air and say these allegations are ridiculous. This is, these are unfounded and irresponsible. This is hearsay. I want to have that. I want to be able to say those words. This is hearsay. Unfounded. I don't know if it's true or not, but certainly these accusations came out of left field. I want to say things like that. We'll have to look into it. I know of no such activity. First of all, I don't know which one you're talking about, but if you know the one is immunizations, <laughs> the other is there was a death in the family and a bequeathment. So I don't know what I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, I want to have weird, uh, certainly a stretch type of conversations where we have to justify what is overwhelmingly uh, unethical. I want to try to do that. I want to have to come in here and go, now listen, on the surface, this looks bad. I love saying things like that because you get to employ the JCSPR firm in moments like that. It also means we're dedicated. It means we're once again committed. So I want to come in and say, now, I, guys, this is a lot of unfounded stuff. I know to you guys, you read those reports, it doesn't look good. It's not a good look. Nobody's going to argue with that. But we, we, we've got to take some time to look into these allegations. We don't know what's true and what's not true. It would be irresponsible of me to delve into this as if they were true. Certainly on the surface, uh, this would appear to be uh, an outright scandal uh, of uh, magnanimous proportions. It is unbelievable <laughs> to think. I just want to make up words and where words don't belong, just say things like where I'm just stuttering it my tends way. tends to work. Yeah. Stuttering my way through things. That's what I want to do. It gets you tens of millions of votes. That's true. Yeah. And I want to be able to do that. Just say whatever. Just say it. And then just double down on it. Triple down on it. I mean, now honestly. Over and over again. Think about where we are and then just change the subject. Jim Tressel. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, in a world. Yeah. Book receipts Can and tattoos. Can you believe that we... And that's what this feels like, guys. Yeah. How much it money would James Winston have made from Publix? Right. I mean, come on. Giving him crab legs on a daily... With the butter. I believe the process is... With the butter. The hookup is legal. Gotta have the butter. Can't forget the butter, Jameis. That was the most disappointing part of that story. Not that he had a hookup with a guy at the deli that was giving him crab legs. Then he forgot the butter. How disappointed must he and his lady friend have been when he got home and he didn't have the butter? I can't go back. <laughs> it's a tough one to go back on. I admit we do need butter. But you can get butter anywhere.
How about his gait on that video, too? It was brazen. Because he had done it a million times before but, but, because he had a hookup. That's correct. But, I mean, just, you know, there is there's no doubt whatsoever in that gait. That's the way you need to be. Got to have butter. I wish somebody, hint, hint, Publix, would have a hookup for your boy on crab legs. I'd walk brazen, too. Hello, everybody. Time for me to pick up my crab legs on a Tuesday. Boy, is that is Good that to see you, Tommy? Your fourth different Publix hat of the week on the show. <laughs> what, Jeff? I believe that's called pale. I don't know what you're talking about, Tom. I just love Publix. In the era of the NIL, oh, yeah, there's no such thing. Name, image, and likeness. All right, good to see everybody here to pick up my crab legs. So I've got the mint green, With the Kelly butter. green, the forest green hat. I'm hearing that there might be a new green hat coming this fall too. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, over the years, the Publix P has evolved. Different colors. <laughs> if they they get their colors right. Yes, they do. It's Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Sticks. The legacy continues. J.Y., Tommy, Chuck, Todd, Lawrence, Ricky, and Will. Sticks. February 22nd, 2022. Donald L. Tucker Civic Center. Sticks with one hit song after another. Tickets on sale now at TuckerCivicCenter.com. Don't miss Sticks live. She put nine hundred dollars on the fifth horse in the sixth race. I think his name was Chips. Jeff Cameron, two ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Uh, I've wrestled with this today because I want to be sure before we report it. I know lots of you have brought it up on the uh, feed here, uh, and I know it's um, you know I, I you, you want you just want confirmation when you're reporting uh, the passing of somebody. But uh, there is a rumor. I can certainly say this: there is a rumor, and it appears that it's being validated. <sighs> Uh, that Pooh Bear Williams, uh, Clarence Pooh Bear Williams, has passed away. Uh, too young to say the least. Goodness gracious! If that is, if that is indeed true, uh, rest in peace, Pooh Bear Williams. I choose to, in a moment like this, if if it is in fact accurate, think back on his career and think back on the player that he was. And um, you know, I'm reminded a little bit, uh, Tom, of uh, the phrase "TD Vulture." <laughs> Uh, but you couldn't couldn't stop a dude that big, uh, running downhill inside the five, and uh, that guy was a touchdown machine. Um, going back a ways for a while there, um, I remember the game against Duke. I think he scored three times, uh, a couple times against Clemson, and uh, you know you can go on down the list, but. Uh, we're fighting to find further confirmation. The only reason I bring it up now is Tom did a pretty good job of uh, no other way to phrase it, internet sleuthing here, um, just to find out if there are other outlets reporting it and um, ones that would be connected to him or close to him uh, in the coaching community. Yeah, it seems like in the uh, in the high school community, um, perhaps friends of friends um, in his you know post college football life, but in that football community, there are several posts on social media. Um, remembering and and announcing the sad news, but remembering uh, Pooh Bear as well. So uh, beyond a news service carrying that report, 
this is this is what we currently have, and we just extend all. I mean, yeah, obviously, all of our condolences that we possibly can. Yeah, I, I'm I'm partial. Uh, I, I have a uh, affinity for fullbacks. Um, I miss them in the game. I miss. I, I love it when teams employ them. Uh, I always loved watching. Obviously, I'm biased. I'm I'm friends with one of the greats that ever played here, uh, in William Floyd. But I I remember, uh, you know, Pooh Bear. I remember thinking. Who tackles the guys that big? This is a nightmare if you're a defensive player and he gets moving. And there were times, by the way, we think about the short yardage situations with him and his career, but I remember against some of the lesser teams in the ACC and Florida State would get up big and just start featuring him. So all of a sudden, like in the middle of the field, you're talking about a guy you know, garnering six, seven, eight carries in a game as a featured back and a runaway. And... I, two or three times, I remember laughing, thinking, "Oh no, he's gotten to the second level. This is going to be a toughie." Now you have business decisions being made on the back end. Now you have guys who, "Oh, the turf monster got me. Oh, a little tug in the hammy, a little tug in the hammy. I had a good da- a sniper got him." Yeah, I remember that uh, because you don't want to come up and and try to square that up. That was a big man. Yeah, that was uh, ninety three in all likelihood because his average yard per carry in nineteen ninety three was six point eight. Six point eight, well, and, and the other two years that he played, we were so busy, busy beating people's asses. Right, yeah, yeah. it was two point eight and three point three. So your memories probably are just by virtue of the law of averages, nineteen ninety three. But in ninety five, even though his uh, rushing average was less than fifty percent of the national championship year, he had twelve touchdowns. Yeah, so t- touchdown vulture. Finish off the drive. Yeah, that guy you got inside the ten. It was Pooh Bear time, and that was your ass. That was gonna be a toughie. That's. <laughs> Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah, big man. Uh, what, a cup of coffee in the NFL uh, with the Bills, I think, uh, for a year, maybe. Um, but it's it, anyhow, that said, uh, it, I'm not trying to make light of a ser- serious situation. Uh, we need to, when we, I'll make this a short segment because there's no way to pivot off of a sad report like that. Again, right now, we do not have confirmation. I'm not. I hope I'm not being irresponsible, but we have seen this plastered all over social media sites and elsewhere, seemingly with people that would know and are close to him. And that is the news that uh, former Seminole uh, Pooh Bear Williams may have passed away. I, I would love to be able to report later in the show that that's just simply not true. And I spoke too soon. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be nice. But I'm, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to. We need to solve for the future. Coming up next with our friends at ISF. <laughs> Let's uh, join in with our partners at ISF here on the Jeff Cameron Show and solve for the future. And by the way, I always like to be able to do this because uh, I could tell you what ISF does, and I have. Um, You know, obviously, they understand your vision. You want to do amazing things. You have big visions and goals for the future. You work hard to move your agency forward, all that stuff. Uh, I could tell you that ISF is an IT and strategy firm, and that for 40 years they've served the state government and uh, clients across the country, not just here in Tallahassee, but across the country. They have over, what, 80 unique clients serving on over 1,500 projects. But I like to give you anecdotes, very specific anecdotes at that, at what they provide for the agencies they help. Um, It's a longstanding relationship that ISF has with the Florida Department of Health, And they use ISF's capabilities and experience. They've helped DOH support Florida's children. 
ISF built the original management information payment system that's known as MIPS back in 1998. MIPS is an online system that processes federal food reimbursement claims for child care centers throughout the state of Florida. If you consider a child care center in Florida that provides meals and snacks to ensure good nutrition, well, that center seeks reimbursement from the USDA. They would use MIPS to send that reimbursement claim through the Florida Department of Health. Throughout the years, ISF has partnered with the Department of Health to provide support, maintenance, and updates to the MIPS system in order to keep it up to date with current technology to meet the challenges of the future. MIPS is there for Florida's children, and ISF is proud to be there for the Florida Department of Health. There you go. Very specific uh, system that they work with and on and help uh, with the DOH. So that's good. Uh, As for Florida State, I think we've talked about it. We've talked about it a lot, and we'll continue to talk about it now because we're getting closer and closer. As we do our segment previews on Warchant.com, I would invite you to watch the latest uh, at the quarterback position, myself, Ira, and Corey, vetting that position. Tom did one as well with Aslan and Austin, I do believe, for the offensive line. Uh, And speaking of the future and solving for it, what's the uh, next segment group that we'll be focused on after we uh, let the quarterback position on Warchant TV and Warchant.com run its course? It's either going to flip over to the defense or it's going to be, I don't know if a tight ends, the position requires a whole video. And that's kind of something that needs to change soon. You know, with this offense and the way that it likes to be run, Mike Norvell likes to run the offense, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. probably need three or four different types of players that are H-back tight end combos that are in the rotation. You can see where the offense is designed to create angles and, and opportunities for those players. I wonder if Johnny Wilson, for example, is going to be lined up in a tight end-like position in the offense from time to time to generate those matchups because of his body type and the fact that he loves to block. Uh, but it's probably a pivot to the defense. But, yeah, I was a part of the offensive line video and also the running backs video as well. It's just so funny to me how in each video that we've done so far on the offense, how key, and we talked about in the opening segment, wide receiver really is to opening things up this year. Usually it's something else like the trenches or quarterback play, but this is such a unique season for us with four brand-new bodies from other programs coming in, different... um, degrees of proven players in on the power five level in the power five world but how they could help fundamentally change the success of all other groups just kind of odd you don't usually think about receivers that way no you always think about the offensive and defensive lines that's what you think about in terms of their ability to help out other segment groups um you know being critical uh, for linebackers to have success, keeping offensive linemen from that second level and allowing athletes to run. Um, you think about it with the offensive line for obvious reasons. Got to be able to run the ball, create balance, got to protect your quarterback in the pocket, and let him survey the field, all of those things. You're right. We don't talk about the offensive line, excuse me, we don't talk about wide receivers opening the door for so many other segment groups. Yeah. When you're that bad, like we were last year, and you can't win those 50 50s. The ball has to be either in the bucket or somebody has to fall down or you create a rub in order to get the space necessary. And even then, sometimes it wasn't successful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just hopefully it looks night and day. But, I mean, in talking to folks around town, too, people who are interested in in spring ball, and those are the diehard Florida State fans. And, listen, spring ball matters more now than it ever has. When you're on the climb, it's critical. Yeah, it it absolutely is worth your attention because it helps. You know, Not only are we talking about the team that in the areas where they've got to get better and they've brought in specific individuals to help aid that endeavor, but because this is such a critical year. I could tell you, out of six to seven people I've talked to, really that one makes a difference, uh, receiver is where they go. I said, well, what are you What are you interested in? What do you want to know about? The receivers. 
can they play? That's the answer most every single time. It's the first thing you're going to look for when they start spring practice, the guys that came in. How quickly do they get acclimated and understand this offense and open up the door to another aspect of the playbook that we don't get to see? Uh, I do think, and I know that this is debated, I talked to a, a coach, not one of our coaches, but a coach, who, let's just say he expressed very real concerns, and, and he was very consistent with this, by the way. This was before last season. It was during the season. I ran into him not long ago, and we frequently compare notes and talk football together, and he's a great source. And he said to me, I was never a big fan of Kenny Dillingham, Jeff. I, I did not like uh, Kenny Dillingham, the play caller. And we vehemently disagreed on this point. Uh, I argued with him on the regular that what was he going to do? His hands... He and Mike's hands were tied. Uh, the offensive line wasn't good enough to win enough battles to create balance in the run game. So we were one-dimensional when we walked onto the field, yet they didn't go away from it. They they tried to give their guys some semblance of hope to create balance by uh, running the football, oftentimes running against uh, you know hope. I mean, you're just you're just trying so that guys aren't pinning their ears first, second, third down. And... He also did a good job, in my mind, of creating one-on-ones. And I've said this before, you know, that is all you can ever ask for. If you're going to tout that you run an offense for playmakers, then you have to show the ability to get playmakers in one-on-one situations. Now, at some point, those guys got to make a play. They got to beat the guy across from them. And it was insulting and frustrating, and I'm sure for them too, the amount of times we faced teams that pretty early on went, ah, you don't got anything for us. You don't have anything for us out there. Tell you what, we're going to go ahead and play man and we'll come up and stop everything else. We're going to free everybody up to do whatever they want, take anything else away, because we really can leave our guys on an island. We're not overly worried about you beating them. And maybe you'll dial up a play, a single read play, a wheel route, in which you get it back out of the backfield or somebody lined up in the slot, and maybe maybe you hit us on a big play, a singular big play, perhaps. But we're not overly concerned about it. We don't think that you can consistently run in your offense and sustain drives. You don't have a pocket passer to speak of. You don't have an offensive line to protect them, even if you did. And you don't have receivers that win one-on-one battles. So, quite naturally, this is all we're going to look at this year with Alex Atkins calling the plays. And you know, we think weapons that can help solve the future, solve the problem, which is winning those. If you design and get one-on-one situations again this year, the way that at times Kenny Dillingham did last year, you're not going to get one-on-none, pretty rare. You're going to get one-on-one. Then, man, go win. Go win those games. Go win those battles. And that's the hope with all of the transfers that you brought in is that you brought guys in that can do that. And if that happens, Florida State will score more points and win more games. So even if these guys, let's say, you know, two of them are bona fide players, like every down Mm -hmm, players, mm -hmm. do you think, and and maybe the other two are somewhere in between, do you think Malik McClain still survives this influx of talent? Because I think he will. He showed some signs last year. He did. Of him coming He's around. the only one, but yes, he did. I agree. Maybe with not that. Burrell. Burrell might in a couple of years, but but that's what's interesting here is the conversation. How critical spring is for this position. It's not just for the offense, but if I'm Keyshawn Heldon or Pokey Wilson, am I considering my options at the end of spring, or did this give me the kick in the butt that I needed to be somebody who is more reliable? It's just interesting because that's a lot of bodies. After like, if you if those you, are serviceable players. They are not difference makers. 
They can be a pretty good player. They're, none of those guys you just mentioned, or neither of those two guys that you just mentioned, are going to be great elite receivers at the college level. They're not. They would have been so by now. They're not. So do they walk at the end of spring if these other guys prove themselves? Because that's a really crowded room if you get to the end of spring and, and the new four. I, I have a suspicion that I don't think Keyshawn Helton would. I, I think he's worked too hard to, to get back. And he'll play a viable role. He'll still matter. I'm just pointing out that they're not difference makers in the sense that they're they're not um, – they're not bona fide ones. Yeah, you, know, you wouldn't look at them and say, "Oh no, no, no of course not." You know, they're not bona fide ones. If Keyshawn's health healthy, then he can be more than serviceable too. If he's yeah, he be what he was player. before the injury, especially if you're putting him out on the field with other viable weapons, right, so right. that they don't just bracket him or worry about him because he's the one guy with speed. It's interesting though, is even Kentron, right, who gets lost in the shuffle a little bit because he didn't really catch passes. Portier, but he, Portier? yeah, he's a good blocker. <laughs> Portier, good blocker. Portier, and and Johnny both can block. Malik likes to block. So now if you've got an even set, four wide, two on each side, you could run a double. Like these yeah, kinds of things, yeah. these little gadgets well, that you we like to run excited, with his own yeah. read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you've got people who care to block more than one of them. Okay. I started to go down this path earlier, and, and I should bring it back up. God knows 87 outside ain't going to do it if we line them up there, so sit your ass on the bench. I brought up the fact that Florida State is uh, at least SP plus well thought of in the preseason. We saw... Conley's poll. I, I re- hey no, I referenced it uh, at the, the start of the show, but I also referenced it yesterday when we were talking, and I said, um, "Man, that's it's encouraging." On the one hand, I I'm certainly intrigued by that, but I also realize uh, having this conversation, there are a lot of guys back, a lot of guys played a lot of football, and now they're going to get an infusion of uh, more talented depth, which at the end of the day. You have got to find a way to create intense competition in practice. And we have not done that at all because we haven't had the players that create that competition. Our corners dominated our receivers, and it led us all to think that we had good corners. No, we just had sorry-ass receivers. And so I need, you know, I want to point to fierce battles with really competitive and talented wide receivers that are bringing out the best in our secondary that lets you know, hey, they may not be stone-cold you know, first-round draft picks out there on the you know, a corner or in the secondary, but they're guys that can compete and win a lot of battles against good players. I want to know that going into the season because I see it in spring and I see it in the fall. We haven't seen it in years. And what that does is it teaches us a better lesson, yeah, if the receivers are good, about right. the depth of the secondary for the obvious reasons that you bring up, but I think we're pretty good in the middle right now with if you got Dent and Jamie Robinson and Knowles, if you keep them where they were by the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Now, they might flex Knowles outside and play him outside, and we'll see. But then you have Amari and Cooper in that conversation. A couple Shaheem of the Brown freshmen. still has to emerge. You know? Right. I mean, I really like Shaheem Brown. Uh, okay, so what if Shaheem and, and Dent are on the field because Akeem played better towards the end of the year, and then that gets Jamie down to play slot, and you have Knowles and Amari on the outside challenging Brownlee and Jerry and Jones. Good job well, bringing up Amari, and I loved him at the end of the year, didn't you? Man, yes, man. I did. Yeah. So, okay, now if you've got a four-wide set, you're looking at all these bodies going against each other, and you're wondering... What's the story going to tell you then? Mm-hmm. Might you get? I mean, might you be better off because the competition is better on, on both sides of the ball? But I, I do want to see corner depth, and I wonder if these receivers can teach us a thing or two, or if it's going to be the same old story because these guys, there's one that we hit on, and three of them 
are about the same. That Cross we your fingers, had. buddy. You need that competition. Something fierce. Got to have it. I mean, we just got limited looks in practice. That's the other thing that hurts you is your defense gets hurt immensely because when you go out there and you face a real a quarterback that's a little bit more accomplished at uh, throwing the football from the pocket. Uh, well, if nothing else, we've got a bunch of veterans that we're about to face this year. If you're just looking at it from oh, the future. Oh, Jesus, it's everywhere, right? Yeah, everywhere. It is everywhere. Up and down the schedule is uh, an experienced, uh, savvy in many cases, quarterback that you're going to have to overcome. I just hope our defense sees those quarterbacks and it's not eye-opening. It's not alarming because they've got something of a look and real talent that they're going against in practice. It had to be startling when the season began and they realized, oh, everybody else's people are better than ours. <laughs> How long do you think it'll take for us to know about the receivers? Because with Jermaine Johnson, at least from a physical presence perspective, it took one practice. It took 20 minutes of one practice. It actually took less than that. It took me walking out to practice, seeing him walking out to practice. And there you go. <laughs> and I asked you. That's yeah. what it was. No, no, I'm just saying. We went, look at that guy. Yeah. Holy hell. That's different. Well, they're going to, I mean, Johnny Wilson at the very least is going to look the part, but I mean, what? A couple individual days, one on ones when they do the seven on sevens without, you know, shoulder pads on? I mean, I get that no, when it comes to physicality see, and separation. Yeah, I want to see it with full pads. I want to see them going good on good. I want to see them get after it. Um, be able to tell if they're faster and quicker. Yeah, Johnny, really. Johnny, by the way, 12 receptions. I mean, I, we'll, we'll see if he can play. Uh, I love the fact that on film you saw him blocking in Pac 12 games. He likes to block. Well, that's good. Uh, you need it. I'm not poo-pooing it, but I'd like him to catch the ball and run nice routes and open things up beyond just blocking. Um, so, yeah, I want to see him in full pads. I want to see all these guys that, you know, get an opportunity, gets good on good, and we really get after it in a scrimmage. I, I, okay, maybe then. Maybe then. Those drills aren't going to show me anything. Maybe straight-ahead speed, some fluidity. I mean, we already know, by the way, that a couple of those guys, or at least one of those guys, can play. Need to go grab Matt Millar so he can judge their agility, the lateral speed. Lateral movement. No real straight-ahead speed for old Matty Millar. Very, very good laterally for years. Third I, and four. I'm sure that lost him. I'm sure that's gone on now. Third and four. There it is. <laughs> it's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply that happened so fast everybody Time for me to salute our friends at North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFloridaPayroll.com. Tom, you were a winner last night. Cue it up, baby. Hey, Big Daddy. Having some red rushes tonight? We'll know in about 47 seconds. Into an open wing. It's picked up by Dowdy. An empty net. He scores. 
damn, Big Daddy's done it again. Red Russians all around, Teddy. All right, Big Daddy. All right, Tom won last night, I do believe. Did indeed. With the Florida Panthers, everybody. It's a good hockey game. I did not watch it. I should have. Uh, another hockey game for you. You want to lead the way. You were victorious. Yeah, I mean, don't feel really strong about the slate tonight. It's a big one. Thursday in the NHL, there's a lot to choose from. Uh, you could look at the Rangers on the puck line. It's a little expensive for my taste. I do like maybe uh, getting a cheapie with the Bruins, who I said, hey, they're in real trouble. Well, the Islanders are terrible, like really terrible. You can get the Bruins basically even money, minus 110 just to win outright. I like it. Yeah, give it a shot. See what happens. I'm trying to find the number to make sure I got this right. I think I like Oregon tonight. I've been riding that against Arizona State. Uh, I believe that's four and a half. Is that what I got? Because if so, I'm going to take the Ducks. Also, some interesting sharp action like yesterday. That was the hunch with the Florida play. Mm -hmm. So Seattle-Winnipeg. Wow, such a hockey game just by the two towns. Mm -hmm. Uh, Winnipeg was a minus 205 favorite to win earlier today. They're now down to minus 145. I don't know what's going on there. Again, there's noise in the system. Noise in, in the system. You're, Jump that's on a big it, baby. movement for a winner. Jump on it. Good piece today by Jay Billis on horrendous officiating and how in his mind it's gotten worse and it's only going to get worse. Did you know they've called fewer fouls in college basketball than uh, ever before? His mind, uh, too few. He's saying that... Uh, the freedom of movement has ceased in college basketball. That it's a, it's a club fight every night, watching guys hold and grab and, and beat on other players instead of uh, the emphasis being on freedom of movement. There have been a lot of games this season where I thought action around the rim was a little bit aggressive, and I'm wondering where the calls are. And is oh, I thought you know, mm. well, I guess it's going to be one of those nights. And that's happened quite a few times. But I mean, then you watch the Clemson game earlier this week and there's 66 free throws and i don't yeah, know yeah i don't know what i'd rather want if we were a tougher basketball team i'd probably like good good where was this one we had patrick williams you like creighton plus two against DePaul? i do if you do <laughs> i'm looking at it i'm looking at you it. really like the creighton games i've had a little success with creighton me and creighton are tight uh, Colin Morikawa minus four in second place with C.T. Pan and Scotty Scheffler along with Cam Smith. Jordan Spieth, your leader at the Genesis Invitational at minus five through 17. Likes the course. Uh, not surprised to see him play well there. Justin Thomas, feast or famine on this course. He's won here before, minus three. And uh, local Maverick McNeely doing quite well at minus three. I may have mentioned Maverick McNeely earlier this week. I may have mentioned a couple of other guys that I like this week. So those two are uh, in the mix right now it's good to see i had cam smith but do you recall on yesterday's show when i said if you want to take a flyer on a guy way down the list that you can get really cheap and likes this course do you remember who it was that i brought up well there was doug gim doug gim was way down that list yes and it started with an a aaron wise aaron wise minus three he is there tied in the top five my friend Okay. Well, Aaron Wise, love for you on well, the JCS. On a Thursday only bet, or what are we doing here? We, I just say if you right. need, if you need a, 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 an outsider, a guy that uh, certainly isn't going to win the tournament, but he's going to he's going to play well. He's going to put you in a position to where, if you're rounding out your daily fantasy action, and you want to spend around six grand for a guy in the salaries, 
No, I'm saying that's oh, the, okay. yeah, yeah. You <laughs> can right, spin yeah. upwards of, uh, it's the pricing for the players right. that you got. Yeah. salary cap system. Yeah. So the salary cap system, for example, um, you would have paid out the wazoo for a ROM at over 11000 but uh, a measly 6000 for a Doug Gim, who today did not come through. He performed exactly like a player that you would get at uh, $6,000. He was plus three. Sorry ass went out in 74. Screw you, Doug Gim. Mm. Okay. But Aaron Wise. You're the only voice in talk radio in America who says, screw you, Doug Gim, ever. Yeah, but I may also be a, the only voice in sports talk radio going, all right, Aaron Wise, way to rise up. We're going to offset our Doug Gim play with a little Aaron Wise. How do you feel about the sports calendar right now? I was talking to my wife last night over dinner and how with basketball being down short of one magical week in Brooklyn. <laughs> How my attention's already turned to the month of April and how you have the spring the game. coming of age movie that comes out in June, a magical week in Brooklyn. It's, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm sure the ACC network will make it. Mm. I'm sure. They, they just can't wait to make a film about Florida State. Okay. Uh, but you've got golf leading up to the Masters. You've got playoff runs for the NBA and Stanley mm-hmm. Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like my brain is, and baseball, like you said yesterday, you gave me hope. If everybody's at the, the training sites and they're doing their own thing right now, yeah. that gives me hope that Let's they go. think the PA is going to agree to something. Mm-hmm. So then you have opening day for baseball. That's March 31st. Opening day for the Knowles tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, FSU baseball, of course. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Me confused because <laughs> I was looking ahead in April. I'm like, what are they, what's opening in April? My brain's already there. It's the earliest it's been. Basketball has been so, uh, such a big part of February yeah. for so long. Yeah, it's it really just has. a weird place to be. You know, you always uh, accuse me of getting my brain started a little too early for baseball because yeah. towards the end of football season, I'm like, hey, eh, baseball's going to be starting soon. And you're like, what the hell? Uh, I do. I get excited when pitchers and catchers report. I lock into MLB Network probably sooner than you do. I watch the morning shows when camps open up. I get excited. And I've been so bummed as we've led to spring training um, to the date that uh, pitchers and catchers report that, you know, damn it, man, get it together, guys. I love spring training. I like going to spring training. I like watching reports about spring training. I even though my team sucks every year, I still get excited about watching their games. Yeah. Well, 30 clubs in 30 days is awesome. It's awesome. MLB Network, it's right? awesome. I, totally I watch every one. Usually I check in for about a week and then I'm gone because in, in normal times, that would be when the Stanley Cup playoffs begin, yeah. you know, second week of April. But now they don't begin till May 1st Wow! because they're still trying to catch up from the lag effect. And they had the Olympic break this year that never happened anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I'm going to be there with you in the MLB for a month. You got me for a month. Well, and then I'm gone in May. Well, once you lock, while. once you lock in, you're locked in. That's it. The story. It's going. It's happening. It's a male soap opera. We're in, baby. It's all right. I'm gonna have to. Watch I'm, I'm gonna tape those episodes no. in May. I'm yeah. gonna tape them. No, I come. Hey, listen, it's a nightly thing. And by the way, uh, this very subject came up. Uh, baseball in the background, pro baseball. All that. Mike Martin Jr. and I spoke this morning, and I enjoyed our conversation. I'm going to promote it yet again because on tomorrow's Jeff Cameron Show, Libations Friday edition, I might add, uh, we have Mike Martin Jr. for an hour. Uh, for the second hour of the show, you'll get to hear the interview I conducted this morning. Uh, and it was nice to see Mike. It was nice to talk to Mike, and it's exciting. Uh, the arms, especially that this team has, and I'm excited to see how they play. Apparently, they're you know a little bit more contact oriented offensively. Uh, certainly, we'd all like to see that happen. Um, and I'm excited to see the new padding. Oh well, you got to be. Isn't that why you line up at the gates before they open? Padding as you scream oh, running through the gates. Maybe on Sundays they'll let the kids run into it yeah. instead of running around the bases. Go hit you up that new padding there, kiddo. Full How about speed. that? Watch. Yeah. Look just... at that. So bright. 
you'll just bounce off of it. Yeah. Nobody gets hurt. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, so you're going to want to hear that interview, and we'll uh, we'll have it for you tomorrow live on the Jeff Cameron Show. We'll also post it probably simultaneous on Warchant, Warchant TV. You guys can watch it. And, There'll be an uh, article too with some of the uh, finer details about lineup tweaking and stuff like that um, from Austin Cox on Warchant.com. There's a lot more that you guys get into, but the nuts and bolts of opening day stuff that you want to know, mm-hmm. be on the lookout for that in the next little while on Warchant. You know what I did not address, and I meant to, and maybe I'll text him later today and get a follow-up on it and have it for you tomorrow, is what happened to the series against LSU up in uh, Pensacola at the uh, minor league club. I uh, really wanted that to happen, and doesn't seem like it is now. And uh, disappointed. And the Biloxi one. The Biloxi With one. Ole Miss. Kick ass. Come on now. Got to make it happen. Didn't ask him about that. Those locals will show up too, all those fans. Yeah, they would. Also, one thing I didn't mention, and I would like you guys, if you run into him, make sure you let him know this as well. Tell him that the white pullover, baseball pullover he wore today, uh, I found it sweet. I'd like my own. So just let him know. It did look good. Wasn't that sweet? Yeah. That thing was badass. Mm-hmm. My eyes were drawn to it. I felt... I was making him That's uncomfortable. All you could look at. I was like, look at your, look at your pull-up. Well, you kept on texting. Tom, go solo cam again. Yeah. You got to take a look at that thing. <laughs> Zoom in on that thing. That thing is beautiful. It is. It's really nice. It's pearly white. The, the nicest uh, of the uh, coach-issued gear was Ham's, and I got one, Ham's black pullover with the, you know, that I wear occasionally. We only have so many days the left. The satin, you want the You might get like one more day on the calendar. You see the temperatures next week? Is it hot? Getting into the 80s. What? Yeah. High 70s, low 80s next week. No. Say it ain't so, Tom Lang. Yeah. You know, maybe the week after we'll get another bout of cold and then I can throw on. Well, you, there's a... Pimp m- suit! A mini- <laughs> you don't need to hear from me. <laughs> Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. Take care. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.